Hey everyone, welcome to the Swap Motor Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and Yamaha Motorsports. I, I don't even need to introduce Ryan Hughes, but uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. I was cracking up yesterday when I, or the other day when I asked you if you wanted to come on. Yeah. And you're like, I was just watching a show. I'm wondering when the fuck I was going to get my invitation. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was watching there because sometimes I sit on YouTube and I'll just flip through things. And then uh, you, had, you had something. So I was watching and I'm like, you know what? I, maybe he just doesn't like me. You know what I mean? Maybe he just doesn't like me. I don't know. He's not gonna have me on his show. So you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, screw him. And then all of a sudden, the next day, yeah. there's a text. I'm like, now that's weird. You know? Yeah, what I mean? right. So, but I've always like say I've always wanted to come on your show. Uh-huh. You know, I've dig that your passion for the sport, uh, your interest for the sport. You've been in it for so long, and uh, you know that that's the people that I like to be around, attract to, not just the people who are trying to get something from the sport, mm-hmm. actually give to the sport, and that's what I see in you. So it's cool. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. Dude, I was driving here this morning. I was thinking about the, I can remember the day I met you the first time. Barona Oaks is a CMC Golden State KX125 Dalmatian JT gear. Yeah. And I think you won the pro class or something, but I, I was like, came to interview you afterwards and, oh, did and you? talked to you. You had braces. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny that I can remember the day I met you. Oh, you wow. Know, and then the years, all the years of your career, all the things you did, you know, for my own concussions and stuff. Some of it's foggy, but like I have things that stand out, right? Yeah. So I was thinking, as we texted, I'm like, dude, you and I are gonna have so much to talk about, we're gonna have to do two shows. Yeah, no doubt. Okay? Huh? So to start off, like, I wanna just ask you questions about things that I remember, right? Okay. So um, maybe not in any specific order mm-hmm. either, but uh, you were like the one of the first guys to race a factory four-stroke in Europe, right? The the Honda on the. Uh, not in Europe. Uh, here. Was it here? It was yes. here. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I was in Europe and I did the '99 and 2000 World Championships then. Mm-hmm. And Pomo Honda. Pomo Honda. Yeah. I was having some issues with them with payment. You know, I didn't uh-huh. get paid all year. At the end of the year, you know, they paid me everything. So, you know, kudos to uh, Paul Casper. And uh, but then Honda was like, hey, we're coming out with this 450. We want to bring you back to the United States and develop it and race just the nationals. And I was like, well, cool. I can come back to the States. You know, it was good money. I had just had a baby girl, all these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, but I don't think it was the best decision in my life. Maybe I have two ones that weren't the best, you know, and that was one of them just because I feel like I should have st- uh, finished out my career in Europe. Mm-hmm. I had a good thing going. There's a lot of teams that wanted me. Um, I liked Europe. I dig the flow. I dig the people. I dig the 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 uh, you know just how different it is. You know, yeah, each it's country. Yeah, because your personality probably is perfect for that. Like a lot of Americans go to Europe and like, oh, dude, it's so hard. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you're adaptable, and you probably enjoyed all the cultures and everything. Yeah, a lot of people have you know blinders on. A lot of people just have to make it one way. And I'm a very creative person. I like uh, diversity. I like uh, you know newness, and that's when I what's when I kind of perform my best or feel like I'm most comfortable when there's insecurity in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I should have stayed there and finished out, but they came back, did that. The bike wasn't, I don't think it was ready to race. Mm-hmm. Um, or just life had a different plan for me to throw me on the ground a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, was it, you crashed a lot that year, right? Yeah, yeah, Was yeah. it the bike didn't work well or was it just like the bike was so powerful and different than what you'd raced? Well, a few of the big crashes happened that in the air, you know, I'd jump up, and I hit the back brake and the bike would stall. Yeah. And that's a scary feeling. 
yeah. when the bike's stalled and you can't get out and you're just dead sailor, not even, I mean, not a dead sailor, but a dead sailor because you don't can't even give it gas. Yeah. And you're just watching, 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 watching the ground come to you. And I've had, to, I had some big, big, big crashes to the point where I retired for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, okay, I'm done. I, I can't do this. Um, this isn't worth it, you know? And so I retired for a year, had the Lloyds of London thing. Um, but that's when 9-11 happened and they went through everything and then they each year each year you got to put down your injuries right and Mm -hmm. so i had a lot of concussions that year so i put down my injuries and they went back and they go through each year and they combine you know they compare them Mm -hmm. and they said they came up with one they said well if you had this if we knew about this one that you mentioned here but you didn't mention this year we wouldn't have covered you i'm like oh interesting but that's when because i just got bombarded by the the world trade center right yeah and so they, they said, we're going to give you your, uh, you know, premium back, but we're not giving you your, no your, your bonus. And so I was like, holy shit. So I started testing for KTM that year. Yeah. I was working with uh, Lalinovich and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're at the track, kind of right by my house. And I was turned out to be four to five seconds a lot faster than Langston <laughs> Lalinovich, just testing. Yeah. And they're like, um, you need to race. would you want to race maybe the Nationals? And I'm like, you know what, funny thing is the insurance just dropped me. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm able to race. Mm-hmm. And so why not, you know? And so things like that turn out to be some of the best things in your life because mm-hmm. I got to race for another four or five years, make kind of a bit more money and experience and be able to have, you know, stories and, and experiences that I wouldn't have had just collecting a big check and sitting on the, on the couch and mm-hmm. getting fat and going, okay, cool, life's done. No, yeah. no, no. You know what I mean? I don't, it's almost like if I have too much, it's not good for me. I need to have that, I need to have that fight. I need to have that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that keeps me alive every day. You know, yeah. when things become too monotonous or too kind of comfortable, I'm, I'm dangerous to myself. <laughs> you get complacent. <laughs> hey, when you retired, you know, from, off the Honda, was that, was that when you got like super buff? <laughs> Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I remember I saw you at Glen Helen, <laughs> yeah. and I was all, damn, Rhino, you look like the Hulk. And you're mm-hmm. like, eh, can't do it when you're riding, so I might as well do it now. But you're just like yoked out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, met, I met a friend, and uh, you know, he did tile business or whatever, and then he was at the gym. So we just went to the gym like five days a week. You know, I'm like, well, shit, I never could get big. I never could lift a lot of weight. So we just did it for a damn year. Uh-huh. You know, so I got to about 190, I think, you know, uh-huh. I'm about 170, 175. So I got about 190, almost 200. And, um, and then when KTM was like, Hey, do you want to race? I was like, well, yeah. So then they leaned then out, stripped down to 170. Cause that's, that's usually my weight. My racing weight is about 170, mm-hmm. 175. And, uh, so yeah. Cause again, you see a lot of riders do that. They kind of go, you know what? I want to get kind of big, you know what I mean? Or they get into something different. <laughs> Dude, I swear your voice got lower too. <laughs> You know, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 I never, I never used any, no, 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 I, I never just used said, anything, yeah. You just got so big, it's yeah. like the perception of your voice <laughs> yeah. is low. I was like, damn, dude, you're yeah, The thin. voice is deeper from something else, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so then another thing that stands out is that real famous motocross action picture of you pushing your KX mm. towards the finish line with a broken chain, Yeah. right? That personifies you, right? Like, never give up, always try. But yeah. like, what went through your mind when that happened? Uh, well, I get that question a bit and you know, nothing went through my mind. Nothing went through my mind and that's why it's so strange to me because it happened for a reason. It was meant to happen. I, I, I know it. There's so many things in my life from even being paralyzed or divorced to all these things, even ugly things, 
they're, they're, they're gyms, you know what I mean? And so when I case that jump and turned the corner and gave it gas and the bike just spun, nothing happened, I, I looked down and the chain was off. Okay, well, the checker flag's over there. You gotta get to it, mm -hmm. somehow. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you push your bike. Yeah. So I never even thought about sh what should I do? Oh, screw, oh, this sucks, fuck the bike, poor mm -hmm. me. Oh, the championship's over. No, my dad taught me, you don't stop till you see the checkered flag, son. Mm -hmm. And so that's, the th I didn't see it. And so I just pushed it up and, you know, if I wasn't gonna win the championship, well, that was the best thing that ever could have happened because not too many people wouldn't remember who won the championship, but that will go down in, in motocross history. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of cool because I would much rather have maybe the money, but I'd much rather have that than a number one plate because that number one plate never, uh, in, you know, never, you know, motivated nobody, anybody, never changed anybody's life. I have a lady uh, that sent me a picture and she said she was on her deathbed. They said you had three months left to live and she was watching motocross. <clears throat> she wasn't really a motocross fan. And she saw me pushing my bike to the mm -hmm. line. And she said that inspired her so much that she lived for another 10, 12 years. Oh, wow. Yes, I mean, unbelievable. So every time she'd get down, she'd just say, push the bike, push the bike, push the bike, you know? and. Um, and she was so, able to find you and let yeah, you know and she sent me pictures and this, and I have this thing uh, on my wall of that picture of what she wrote to me, mm -hmm. and so to me that means a lot more to me that I can spy and inspire people mm -hmm. instead of just impress people. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Because I don't feel like I came down to this earth to just in, you know impress people by how I can ride a motorcycle. I like to inspire people and and I also you know teach people, you know mm -hmm. share with people my experiences from this whole sport and. I, I get a joy at it, man. I really do. Yeah. So. Cool. <clears throat> Ryan, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Back for more with Ryan Hughes.
Hey everyone, welcome back to the SWAT One Live show presented by OGO Power Sports and Yamaha Motorsports. Here with the legend, Ryan Hughes. So we were talking about a few things that stood out to me, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one thing I always was like wondering is when I watch on social media, so I was like, when did Rhino become such a philosopher, right? <laughs> because I remember dealing with you like when you're on Factory Cowie and stuff, yeah. and it's just, you're just like, <clears throat> you give me the quotes or whatever, right? <laughs> but like, when did uh, you evolve into the person you are now? Um, I don't know. You know, everybody has their roads. Everybody has their, their, you know, destination. And if you are too close-minded, then maybe you don't ever see your true gift mm -hmm. or your true, you know, reason of being here. And so again, after that time, I I retired and then came back, and then I kind of got done with motocross, went into some outdoor uh, off-road racing into the works, and just kind of started just reading. You know, just reading a lot of stuff and reading a lot of stuff, and then. I just remember, you know, I started getting into meditation and things, and I just remember just saying, all right, you know, because to me there's a universal mind of, of everything, of motocross, of this, of this, of this, is of all this information that we think about, you know, mm -hmm. kind of to me collects in a spot. And so I just, just said, hey, the universal mind, you know, just give me all the information you need to give so I can help the sport, so mm -hmm. I can change the sport. I'm going to change the sport on how it rides because the technique is incorrect. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, it just seems like I just got downloaded with all this stuff. And then that kind of just starts to feed over here and feed over there and feed over there. You start to read this and then that, you know what I'm saying? And it just, mm -hmm. I don't know, or I got hit on the head too many times. But <laughs> Those concussions <laughs> are a bitch. One of the two, but you know, I, I, I do a lot of reading, you know, you know, and, and stuff like that. I um, have a very, one of my favorite things is just to sit, sit there and ponder. I love to ponder. I love to see where my mind goes. I love to be able to analyze things, dissect things, you know, and understand things to a very fine point. And maybe that's where it comes. You know, maybe it, it came out more as I started being a coach mm -hmm. because I had to start understanding why people are doing this yeah. and how to fix it. Because so many people in the sport and coaches and tra our trainers just want to get, tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. But there's not too many people or anybody that gives you a technique of how to do it. And so that takes a lot of thinking, a lot of understanding of how to dissect it and explain it in a very simple manner to people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I got to teach kids, yeah. I got to teach vets, and I got to teach pros, and I teach beginners all with the same philosophy, but just in a different pros. And so a lot of times I learn more teaching the slower, slower guys, the vets or the kids, because I got to figure out why they're doing something so incorrect mm -hmm. and how to fix it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and not just try to tell them to go faster. So I think it's just a combination of everything that, you know, you just keep growing, you know, you yeah. keep growing. And if you don't keep kind of, kind of, you know, tasting different flavors, well, then you don't ever know, uh, you know, anything new. Yeah. Right? You know, it's funny is uh, there's plenty of writers that haul ass, right? Like all through the years, you know, at the different magazines I work for, we, we've done yeah. these like writing tip stories and stuff. It's pretty mind-blowing how many guys are world-class, right? You go, hey, look at this picture of you going through this corner. Like, can you explain technique? And they can't. Yeah. They just do it second nature, right? Yeah. So it takes a certain person to be able to break down the writing process and be able to convey it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Was that something you had to develop or is that something you've always had, like to be able to explain stuff? Um, I've always had time for people. 
you know, so that's one thing. So when people come and ask me questions, then I'd always have time for them and, and talked as much as I knew. Mm -hmm. But again, the more you do something, the more you study something, the more you know about something, the more interested you are in it. And then you start to look at and find different things, I guess. I, I, like I say, I, I, I don't think I, was, I came here to, to entertain people on a motorcycle. I feel that I came here to educate people on this new way of riding because just like I did that race in uh, Loretta's and I had to ride in 1986. Well, that technique is so much different that that bike is asking of you than the new four strokes. Mm -hmm. that, the new four strokes are asking for a new way of riding and that's yeah. what I've been teaching for the last 12 years. And so to have that ability to you know, dissect it and explain it, um, you know, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift and so if somebody gives me a gift, well, then why wouldn't I want to give it to everybody else? And that's mm -hmm. kind of why, you know, I have that ability to do that. And, um, and it's very, it's very, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You know, it's mm -hmm. very fun for me to, like, to have someone on the track and go, okay, no, I've never seen this. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But sometimes I get that. Yeah. And I got to try to have a way to, for them to understand. And then I ask them, so what do you do in life? Oh, I do this and this. Okay. Well, then I have a way to kind of compare it. Yeah. At, yeah. You know, a different Relatable. comparison. Yeah. And, uh, to it. And then they kind of get it. And um, I don't know. I guess when you have fun with something, then you become more creative with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you become more interested in it. And that's why I guess I have that that ability, you know? Yeah. And I feel that the whole, you know, not patting yourself on the back, but the whole sport is following the way that I've been teaching. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, so, I'm not pulling anything out of my butt. The bike's been designed one way, the body's been designed one way to work, but I have the ability to understand phys, you know, physics, and I don't even know how physics, but of man and machine yeah. kind of time better than most, mm -hmm. and be able to explain it. So I guess I just enjoy it. Yeah, okay, so you've been, <clears throat> doing the coaching thing some yep. right when you retired, right? You started doing that. Um, you've worked with like a lot of guys that have gone on to be very successful. Um, most notable in my head is like Eli Tomac, but have there been others like that stand um, out to you? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to Tomac. I taught, you know, I've worked with Josh Hill, Jason Lawrence, uh, Glenn Goldenhoff. I've taught, had many talks with uh, 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 Ryan Dungey, you know, uh, Barsha, um, Trey Kennard. You know, I, I talked to everybody, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I, I, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody and I'm not afraid to, to tell somebody that they could be better. Like even Dungey, when I told him, hey dude, you don't use your feet. I go, what do you mean? And I told him and then after a while, he came back after we talked, he said, my God, you're right, I don't use my feet. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge difference in his riding. Mm -hmm. You know, I just had a talk with, uh, <clears throat> with Barsha before Southwick about how they, you know, I see Dylan rolling the bike, rolling this, and then when I was working with, um, Noah that day, he had a really good day and it was that roll into the corners, that feel in the corners. And I had a talk with Barsha about some things like that. <clears throat> and then Southwick, he got third, the next race he won. Not because of me, but mm -hmm. maybe just I sparked something in him to go, mm -hmm. ah, you're right. And that's all sometimes we need, you know, especially at that level is someone just to be able to see something small because that's what it is for them to change a, diff a different approach. But it takes, you know, somebody to look at the sport differently. But if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to protect a paycheck, if I'm trying to protect a job, if I just want to hang around people that have a name, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or if I'm trying to protect a persona, then I'm going to be very limited on what I say and what I do and what I look at. But for me, I have n nobody owns me. Mm -hmm. Zero. I make my own money. 
I have no employees, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't have any sponsors and I make that a, a reason. And I don't give two shits what people think of me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can speak to anybody, you know, very, very bluntly and mm -hmm. honestly, you know, so. And that's why, this is why I don't hold my tongue in the sport. I don't care to lose one friend to help a million people. Yeah. And I've told people in the sport, I said, hey, careful, because I don't care to lose you as a friend to be able to tell the truth to a million people in this, in this sport. Because yeah. that, the sport is my family. The sport, I've done this for 38 years, man. Mm -hmm. You know, 38 years I have fucking dedicated <laughs> obsessively of the sport. Yeah. And so that means a lot to me. Yeah. You know? So, Cool. Hey, one more uh, quick commercial break. We'll be back for more with Rhino. on hold but now is the perfect time to prepare for their return amsoil has your back with fast free shipping and ordering has never been easier just look up your vehicle select your product add an oil change to your cart and check out spend $50 on amsoil products and shipping is on us order now at amsoil.com Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Motor Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and Yamaha Motorsports here with Ryan Hughes. You know, it's funny, the last time you were talking before the break, it's like, I don't care about offending people, I tell the truth or whatever. This dumb memory popped into my head, right? Remember you had the signature bell helmet? Yeah. The green, uh, mm -hmm. silver and gold. Yeah, and it had and the it big said Rhino on, on the yeah, side, yeah, right? Yeah. I remember I was with you in the pit somewhere and some kid comes up to get your autograph and you know, they always want a couple extra seconds, right? He's like, okay, I got a question for you. My name's Brian, right? My name's Brian. I have your replica helmet. It says Rhino on it. What do you think if I added a B so it said Brino? <laughs> and you're all, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. 
Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, it was the best. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Crack it up. Yeah. yeah. Rhino. So, no, we're not, we're not, yeah, not Brono. Yeah, Brono. Uh, yeah. So, changing, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pretty, pretty honest. Pretty honest guy, you know? Changing the theme of things a little bit, like, like that signature helmet, right? Yep. That's pretty sick, right? You had a helmet that people bought yeah. that want to look like you, right? And, in the, and yours was a huge personalized signature helmet because it had a five on one side yeah. and Rhino on the other side. But like, have there been other things to your career, like signature type things that you're real proud of? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, that one was cool because I designed the helmet myself. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. I designed the helmet myself <laughs> and uh, did that. You know, we've had those motorcycles that were cool, you know, gear come out and... Um, but we never, you know, I don't know if I really, I guess, the, you know, the biggest thing is just my supplement company, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? To be able to have a name on it and to see it around the world yeah, and see it on the best riders in the world and in all these countries and stuff like that. That's, that's, you know, sometimes you, you got to take a step back and, and look at what you've done or look mm -hmm. at how, you know, the magnitude of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty cool that two guys like myself and Ryan, I did that, and yeah. uh, so I would, I would say stuff like that, you know, not not something somebody just made a keychain or whatever, but uh, you know, it's been fun. I guess the biggest thing, it's still kind of funny to me that people look at me as like a like a hero, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like I, 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 it baffles me, and I always tell people, I say, hey, 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 careful, don't put me on a pedestal, man. Mm -hmm. I go, you probably do ten things better than I do at one thing. Just that one thing that I do gets recognition, mm -hmm. you know. So let's just keep ourselves level and yeah. now and now you know people oh man you're so badass i go but yeah but you're looking at me in the rear view mirror you know i'm, I'm not that guy i'm not the racer anymore that guy's dead mm -hmm. you know if you want to look at me look at the coach look at what i'm trying to do for the sport how much i'm yeah. trying to educate it or help it that's what i want to be seen as not the racer that's if you're looking at life at 50 as you did at 25 you freaking missed it man <laughs> right yeah. you missed it and too many people in the sport are still trying to be 25. Mm -hmm. a lot of old guys still trying to be racers on different things and sponsors and i'm like the fuck you know it's strange to me yeah so I'm not mentioning names but yeah <laughs> okay you brought up rhino power right yes sir uh since the since you retired mm -hmm. you've had several brands or businesses, right? Like I remember you had the Rhino Gym mm -hmm. uh, and the video series mm -hmm. that people could subscribe to. Uh, and then before Rhino Power, didn't you have like uh, nutrition, like nuts and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Mm -hmm. So I remember that and then Rhino Power, but Rhino Power is the thing that's stuck yeah. and been the most successful, right? So it's you and Ryan McCarthy, two mm -hmm. Ryans. Mm -hmm. um, what was the inspiration for that? And uh, um, well, the thing is, is I met Ryan at my, when I had Rhino Land and yeah, you know, I've had a lot of little things to Rhino Land and it just seems like I start these things and then it just comes issues with people like the Indians, you know, it was just issues. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, it's time to pull out. And then, and then, and then Paula opened up, mm -hmm. right? So that took a lot of business. Then one of my good friends just fucking bought, uh, Kawea, and I'm like, Really, bud? You couldn't like, you know, so weird things like this. So that was done. Then we started, you know, Rhino Organics because I met somebody that had packaged trail mix and mm -hmm. uh, chocolate almonds and on almonds. And it was amazing, mm -hmm. you know, but just it was hard for to, to sell food. You get yeah. what I'm saying? This and that. So that kind of faded away. And then I met Ryan out at my place and he because he was doing some video. And then we started talking. I said, hey, man, I need some help because I have some ideas. And went through some ideas and then I came up with one, you know, not came up, but I had to go, look, I have this supplement company. I have these supplements mm -hmm. that I've already got from this guy that I've been using for years. He's just some engineer 
triathlete guys makes his own stuff but doesn't really have time to sell it but we can start with this and I have a name for it and I have a tagline for it this and that and he says yeah let's do it let's mm -hmm. do it and I said okay but I can't put any money into it because if I do my wife will divorce me mm -hmm. you know because I've so many different things and he's all right he's I'll put 10 grand in I said shit let's go and so we started the company with 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started Rhino Power Gym, which is still going, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I have Rhino uh, equipment, which is these foot pegs and stuff like that. Just, it's hard for me to try to promote everything, coach everything, do everything, build my property out there. So sometimes the other side of these things that I do with people, they don't have the motivation I do. Mm -hmm. You know, then a sauna company, you know, with uh, Danielle because I really uh, believe in these, you know, these saunas, these far infrareds and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. detoxing yourself. So these are things, it's just, I have these great ideas, I have these roads, I know how to get there. I'm just not good with the little things, man. Yeah. I'm just not good with the so little things. Your mind's things. always going a million miles. Yeah, I don't, I don't own a computer. Yeah, I don't really? Own zero, I don't okay. own a computer, no, nothing. You know, I don't yeah. search webs and shit. So um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a different person that way and, um, but, if you have an idea, I can give you a road. Mm -hmm. If I come into a place, I can see exactly what's wrong with it, but then I'll make somebody else do the little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love the little things of training and coaching and doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of a, sometimes I confuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you named off several other things. Rhino Equipment, yep. was that the, uh, the bike trainer? Yep, yeah, the bike trainer and the foot pegs. So the reason I came up with the bike trainer is like I would come to, let's say I coached you guys and I'd come to a track and I want you guys, let's say you guys were wearing neck braces for so long and you had these weird techniques of being behind the bike and now I need you to come forward on this motorcycle almost like two feet forward with your mm -hmm. head and your upper body. Well, that's going to feel very, it's, you're going to be able to do it on a, on a fixed service you know on a, on a motorcycle not moving but now if i put a double a whoop a, a a jump a rut a bump in front of you you're gonna you're gonna go back probably to what's conditioned because there's a consequence in front of this this uncertainty mm -hmm. right but if i can put you on a stand that moves around well now you can understand where you are on the motorcycle find out technically and then do these things repetition wise mm -hmm. and then hopefully that will come out on the track when it means it means something or if you have to work all the time you can come home and you know put a video on or whatever and go through these exercises mm -hmm. so then like you're not just riding on the weekend and so pissed off because half the day you're just dealing with arm pump you know you have a little bit of muscle memory yeah. people back east same thing I always thought it'd be the best thing on earth for Tomac GoPro around yeah. the Supercross track right Okay, right before, 20 minutes before the uh, race comes, they have that GoPro on a TV. We've done it before. You put the motorcycle here and you do the, the track. Bah, 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 bah. Mm -hmm. You go through it, you'll create a sweat. All right, time to go. Boom, you jump off that, get on the bike you just warmed up on. I see all these guys on rowing machines, looking around, you know what I mean? Yeah. On bicycles that are stuck to the ground. You know, back tuck, buck rounded. What Tour de France guy goes running? You know, what yeah. soccer player plays baseball to yeah, warm up? Yeah, yeah. Our sport does things incorrectly, I think, to warm up. And you're, you're asking your body to perform like a cat, but you just warmed up like a salamander. Mm -hmm. Meaning you're on a rowing machine stuck to the ground in a really bad position. You're on a bicycle stuck to the ground. So if you had a motorcycle that you could go while you're following the track and you're putting that track in your mind, I feel that would be the best warm-up ever. So that's yeah. why I created that. But it, yeah. would, it became kind of a big, bulky thing. Mm -hmm. And then 
For me, I've gone to all the gyms and all the gym equipment is asking you to be full foot, you know, from toe, busu mm-hmm. ball, endo board, uh, Swiss ball, right? But on a motorcycle, as you see, we use two and a half inches of it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I'm like, well, why don't we work on, why don't we balance on, on the balls of our feet? Two and a half inches. Mountain bikes and motorcycles are this way. Mm-hmm. So I created these foot pegs on a rubber spring that's pretty much the most safest balancing device you can have because you can't fall off it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do, it's only two and three inches. And it has 100% movement, 360 degree movement at 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you're balancing on your toe, on the balls of your feet, where you should be doing all your, um, you know, where all your, the, the beginning of any action, beginning mm-hmm. of any movement starts from, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it was important for me to make those things for people to start balancing on their feet, to get their feet to be more functional, more coordinated, because when your feet are uncoordinated, unfunctional, then so is your core. Yeah. The first point of contact from bike to ground is your wheels. I could have a factory 450, uh, you know, Eli's, but if it had worn out tires, bald tires, I could ride a stock bike faster. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the thing is people put their feet in boots, metal planks, then they come home, they put their feet in uh, carbon fiber planks to go ride a bicycle, then they put their feet in squishy shoes. Your feet just fucking fell asleep, son. You know what I mean? You have a hundred different ligaments, tendons, muscles, and joints in your foot. Da Vinci says the foot is the most complex suspension system ever created mm-hmm. and mechanics will never recreate it. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And so that's why it's so important. That's why I'm so big on you know, balancing from the balls of your feet, riding from the balls of your feet, and running trails with you know, those five-finger shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's because, again, that allows you to have more balance, more feel. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so important, man. It's so important. And now you see people riding more, so much more with their feet. Yeah. Your arms are just pointers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so hopefully I didn't. I hope I didn't BG you. <laughs> well, we're good. So, dude, we came into this with a plan that we're going to do two shows. Yeah. Because we have so much to talk about. We've known each other so long. And yeah. This concludes episode one. Stay tuned for next week for episode two. But uh, we'll be right back for more with Ryan Hughes in a week. <laughs>